0: Uh, well I, I'm pretty good at arguing with Kerbalman no matter what he says, so sometimes that's good. You gotta team up sometimes and eat cheeseburgers. They don't know what I know. Oh, they don't know. Rock and roll.
1: Welcome back to another Engineering podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. And I'm Ryan. Damn. <laughs> I I like I like making the guests. <clears throat> like join in our greeting like that because it's 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 great right
0: Gets our Uh, listeners wondering they're like oh is someone else gonna join after this intro every time?" that's another person
1: (laughs) yeah but the the other side of that would be if they only hear us and then they go oh (laughs) (laughs) like
2: damn it there's not another person this time
1: (laughs) hopefully you enjoy it no matter what um well welcome ryan Thanks for having me. So Ryan is a, uh, one of the coaches at my uh, CrossFit gym. <laughs> Basically, Ryan listened to uh, episode 13 from last season where we talked about fitness chores and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I had so much stuff that made me think of. And I was like, awesome. You should be a guest. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Here I am. Um, but uh, Ryan, do you want to talk a bit about your background?
2: yeah um so i'm originally from chicago transplant over to la i went to school originally for uh biochemistry so that was kind of my background and uh super hard finding a job in that field especially out in illinois and so i ended up making my way into pretty much the the fitness world uh spent some time in school again got to my got my certifications been doing this for about five and a half years eventually got my crossfit certification well qualification more so than anything and Hmm. uh kind of been going on from there so just spending my time back in school again uh working my way through up to physical therapy eventually that'll be a a fun trip
1: the the real the reason uh i'm stoked to get ryan on is what's the difference of perspective that makes it fit for this sort of engineering space it's like when when we have conversations about fitness it's not bogged down the way a lot are with right. But paleo says this. And so that's how it is. (laughs) Like the conversation is dead about like, well, here's paleo as an option, but then let's mash it with all these other things. Or like, let's talk about the science of that and where it might not stack up. And it's like a lot of fitness conversations end up being like a fight of gurus. Like my guru says this, this guru says that. And it, it ends up being almost a religious argument. And I'm just there. Like, I just want to talk about like right, but this is a fiber content of paleo versus this other option, and and Ryan goes that place with me. <laughs> but with like like he
0: said, with biochemistry, with nutrition, more insight than I have. Let's do this. Let's just okay. talk about CrossFit for like a couple minutes, okay? Because you do bring up CrossFit all the time. Um. <laughs> what is CrossFit, Ryan? If you want to go by <laughs> the definition,
2: it's constantly varied functional movements performed at a high intensity over modal domains and time. Right. Okay. Uh, So the idea is constantly varied that you are doing different movements in different capacities. So think of Mm -hmm. like a gymnastics movement that could be pull-ups or squats, uh, like body weight. It could be weightlifting. It could be running, right. That could be a a component to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Functional movements are generally defined as like something that would be relatable to a day-to-day life, like a deadlift could be compared to picking something up off the floor, a squat, could be mm-hmm. going down to grab something, right? Or say like a shoulder press could be something comparable to bringing something up overhead, right? I just mm-hmm. put the dishes away, for example. Um, and then the modal domains and time is pretty much just different time variables. Are you doing something for time? You have this X amount of things that you have to do, or is it you have 10 minutes to complete these movements as many times through as you can? right so for example like a popular workout that we do is it's called Cindy right and that's it's five uh pull-ups 10 push-ups 15 squats and you do that as many times as you can in 20 minutes it's a fun workout <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's that's the the general descriptor right yeah
0: i always, i think of crossfit as uh summary my my like internal impression is it's just a it's a whole mix of all kinds of exercises that hit your body all over the place and then it also seems to have sort of this layer it has two other layers it has the like group fitness layer to it which i think is just a trend in general in fitness that it's really functional and then it also tends it has like a like a weightlifting component thrown in so it just feels like a really good mix of a whole bunch of different exercises running and lifting and jumping and um burpees like all these things
1: what i would ask you jones is uh, coming from the more outside perspective and Mm -hmm. not including me who do you who do you who do you see in your head when you envision the average person that does crossfit
0: the people that i see do crossfit tend to be uh former athletes which is uh, cause I think, I think of CrossFit is a really, really challenging workout. Like you, I know, I, I certainly don't want to put it in a box at the moment, but if I go through all of my friends that do all kinds of different workouts, the people that do CrossFit tend to be like college athletes, stuff like that. So not that they're the only people I know, but, um, uh, like I think it's sort of CrossFit bro. 100%. Well, I think there's a, I think there's a stigma around weightlifting in general and anyone who tends to work out and doesn't lift weights still tends to have this like what are you an 80s bodybuilder in their head which is just weird to me um it uh i get it it's fun when i picture gyms i picture like the seven the classic like 60s 70s southern california dudes and leotards like lifting weights out out on the sand and stuff but pass me the mustache wax and that's even older, right? That's like a hundred years ago, right? So this that, that classic image of of like strong man is uh, is centuries old, right? Ah, yeah, that's
2: hopping amazing. on that
0: bike with the one huge front wheel. <laughs> yeah, totally. The uh, I think that's called a penny farthing. Want to say the bikes are so popular down here in San Diego? I saw a bike gang of those bikes the other day. It's called hipsters. <laughs>
1: once again, pass oh. me the mustache wax. <laughs> um. So that gets me to another thing I had kind of on my list of like stuff to bring up. Um, Mm -hmm. so like the, they have baseline workouts is what they call them. And you mentioned Cindy earlier, which is a particular workout that you're supposed to do periodically. So you can measure whether or not you're
0: improving at that
1: particular thing.
0: What do you guys measure? I know like most CrossFit gyms I walk into have chalkboards everywhere, right? And people's names all over the place and numbers everywhere. Uh, what kind of stuff do you guys track?
2: I mean, the, the main idea kind of like going back to kind of what Adam was saying with the the baseline, it's you're tracking pretty much everything. So you're going to be looking at the weights that you lift for like squats, deadlifts, whatever Mm -hmm. that might be, your Olympic weightlifting movements, um, as well as your time for like any of the workouts that you do. So one of the big things is like, you want to be able to repeat, right? So you can figure out, are you getting better? Um, so, really, honestly, everything is supposed to be tracked. Mm-hmm. Runs, lifts, whatever that might be, gymnastic stuff, your pull ups.
1: And so then, so, like, the purpose of tracking that stuff is so you know if what you're doing
0: is working. What is it? Right.
1: Uh,
2: observable, measurable, repeatable kind of thing. Which is, right. ex-
0: yeah, exactly. Which is kind of the uh, tenet of all fitness if it's kind of done with the purpose of getting better is a right? but it's interesting i think of crossfit as unique because you're tracking whereas a lot of fitness you don't really track anything like i don't track i've never even heard of anything that you could track in like yoga for instance right it doesn't necessarily like lend itself the same way running does right time and stuff but that's a pretty vague thing for something you go out and spend three hours running all you do is measure one thing <laughs>
1: But I don't yeah. know that that's true in terms of yoga because the idea of your yoga practice, like the metric in yoga is built into to the sensation of doing it. I think the baseline in yoga is the poses. And so you start out not being able to get into a particular position. Yeah. And then you get yourself to be able to get in that position. Then you get yourself stable in that position. Then you move a to little... a complicated version, right? Like the progression through.
0: Yeah. It's a little qualitative though. I think there's something really interesting here with, uh, how much two pieces of, of CrossFit that just come to mind when I think of it again, like the tracking of all the information and the shared tracking, right? Like you can see where people are and, and I know you guys celebrate when people, uh, accomplish like new best times or new best weights. And then you also sort of have like, um, within the gym, you have competitions on stuff. Um, and I think that I'm like, I'm a firm believer in everything in the world, of a saying, if it's not measured, it's not met. And so, like, anytime you're trying to do some sort of improvement, uh, specifically, like we're talking about here, physical improvement, you're not measuring anything. Not only are you not going to get better, generally, because you're not measuring it, but you're also just not going to know. 100%. So, I'm curious how this would apply to other other stuff. What What I
1: got like, oh, and had to say something <laughs> about over top of you, was like, I mean, to say... Measurability, repeatability, like th- all of the things that Ryan listed mm-hmm. like that's science that's yeah when you put together a study when you put together a, a you know like a like a scientific research mm-hmm. analysis, whatever, like the whole idea is it needs to be repeatable, and there's a lot of studies where it comes out a certain way, no one can repeat it for twenty years, so finally we say, nope, that study was bunk <laughs> like right, like so all you're talking about when you when you say baselines or you say all these different things is is just data or you're just trying to pick up a, a trail of data related to the fitness experience so you can mm-hmm. move forward again, try to get better yeah right? <laughs> no
2: very true
0: it's an interesting it's different than where we started when we first uh like conversations that people have about how do i uh like what do i eat what sort of uh like What sort of exercises should I do? Sort of the stuff that's a little bit more abstract, and the stuff that you measure in CrossFit is actually the stuff that like represents your improvement. Like, who cares if you ate a banana or an apple today? You did four more pull-ups than you did last week, right? Like, it's real. It's it's a different application of quantifiable science, which is cool. It's looking at kind of uh, these these like representative end goals that are actually meaningful rather than uh getting stuck in the minutiae of uh how did i get here
2: yeah and i kind of think of what you building off what you said like you know the individualized movements kind of are the foundations of like what are the goals that you're trying to achieve when you said like mm-hmm. i want to i do get stronger or whatever those are the answers like those little pieces are what make it up
0: do you uh do either of you i guess because you guys both Carpe you do crossfit how often Three days a the week, the two days, a three week. three days a week. What about you, Ryan? Uh, about six. Okay. And do you guys mix in other uh, forms of workouts or do you like play other sports? Like what other?
2: Uh, yeah, I mix in a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, I, I train for competition more so than anything. And so that's, that's my end goal. Um, but I do the, the main things that are going to be tested in any sort of competition. But outside of it, I mean, I do... You know, I do Pilates. I'll do yoga because um, those are different modalities that I'm I'm not necessarily accustomed to from just doing CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And even I throw in some of those generic bro bodybuilding workouts too because they're they're <laughs> ne- they're necessary in some capacity totally. uh, for exactly what I'm what I'm trying to achieve. Cross training that is kind of important as well because
1: it's it's not just lifting weights; it's everything else.
0: Kerb, what about you? What other activities
1: uh for me i'm focusing on triathlon stuff so yeah i gotta do running at a certain distance because that's the distance of the race i gotta be able to bike at a certain distance same deal which necessarily because some of those are like kind of overuse motions uh Mm -hmm. i have two days a week i go and i do standard bodybuilder very specific uh work with weights um which is a 100 percent so that i can do crossfit and i can do Swimming, the biking, the running without my joints blowing out. <laughs> um, it's not, I'm not there like, yeah, I'm gonna get my chest big. I mean, yeah. your chest gets big if you strengthen that muscle, which I need to have happen, but I'm just doing it so I can pull in the pool without yeah. shoulder popping out of the socket, which, you know, is partially a, a product of age, but also it's just a matter of, you know, like there are the sport that I like doing necessarily involves volumes of swimming, biking and running that a normal person shouldn't do.
0: So the place my head is going and kind of why I ask those questions is, uh, I, I'm, I'm digging, I always dig the angle of CrossFit of how much stuff is tracked. And like when I'm in, when I'm just at the gym lifting, you see the occasional person who has a notebook and is actually tracking everything they do. It's it's very infrequent. Um, and when you go to certain types of exercises, like spin class, for instance, like there's metrics on a bike that you can see, Um, or if you're a marathon runner, you're tracking like your time for the race. Maybe you're also tracking your heart rate or something. And I'm curious if there's like a topic to be discussed here about like, what could there be like a whole package of information that, uh, people could start shooting for, like take the concept of CrossFit where you have all these exercises and, and we didn't get to this quite yet, but you said there are like some baseline Uh, combinations of exercises, push-ups and running and and this and that. Uh, Is there stuff like that that we could start to put together that transcends all of this other uh, cross training stuff where you say like, hey, you should be able to do an hour of yoga and keep your heart rate below 110. You should be able to run a mile in seven and a half minutes um, and keep your heart rate below this or like a whole sort of like a bigger package, a bigger picture that we could be looking at that could be applied more generally to people for like hey, what are the goals? How can people mix up their fitness? How can they hit some... Hitting the goals is a huge part of the success of CrossFit, I think. It's a funny, I think, sort of secondary question
1: that follows after tracking that's that's already happening, right? Like, people are wearing Fitbits. People are starting to collect this data with the idea that, like, it's going to motivate me to be fit. And they're starting to find that, like, just having that level of activity quantified is not in itself... Motivational, Like yeah. you need to have something to aim for, or you need to understand what, like you just, you just explained a whole bunch of context for data. And right now I don't feel like that context is very well provided. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, I get it from CrossFit. I get it from training for races. Yeah.
2: I think that that kind of falls into going back to like a goal, you know, if, uh, you know, my phone automatically comes packaged with this like tracking app that as it sits in my pocket tells me how many steps I've had and that kind of stuff and if I want I can put more into it same thing with the Fitbits where it it is giving you data but it's data for what like Mm -hmm. why do you want that data you know um, but like one one big thing that we always talk about or like I talk about with clients and that kind of thing is your goal what is it that you're trying to achieve Mm because if you have like an emotional connection to something that is usually your driving factor to getting you to do something right. Mm -hmm. People don't want to be tired walking upstairs. So they're going to
1: eventually figure out a way to not be tired doing that. Yeah. So here's a, here's an interesting place to go with this. By the time that this drops the the podcast, I mean is released. Mm -hmm. We're probably hitting like prime statistical time for most people Finally, abandoning their new year's resolutions if they haven't already, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in that context, it's like, so, so is there a better way in your experience working with people to approach setting a goal like a resolution so that it's attainable? Uh, yeah, I mean. So
2: especially like when I worked in a traditional health club, um, I mean, we had a gigantic influx of people come January one, right. And that's all these people who feel bad about themselves for X, X, Y, and Z from the beginning, from the entire year of not doing something. And for me, it really has come down to like an emotional connection that, that emotional why of like, why is it that you want to do something? You know, people come in and they're like, I want to lose 45 pounds. Well, where does that number come from? Why is that a number that you chose? Why do you want to lose weight? Um, and kind of really digging deep into figuring out that connection to that number and to the weight, for example. Mm-hmm. It's, always, it's, an easy, it's an easy thing that always people come up with. Um, and that's really what kind of keeps people motivated. And from like a personal training standpoint, that's something that I, you know, I jot down and I have my clients jot down, especially if they're tracking their stuff of putting that up at the top of their book of like this is why i'm doing this so that way they look at it every day and they're like oh yes this keeps me on track this is why i'm doing this
1: what i think what you're describing there it feels like you they came in with this idea of here's this metric like here's this number uh weight which you know here it's a metric and here's how much i want to improve that metric based on you know, who knows what, right? Like, maybe it's what their doctor told them. More likely, it's what a fitness magazine told them. <laughs> and, but, but they have this goal that you, you can't even say if it's realistic for them or not until you have started to work with them and you see, like, yeah, maybe some people can pull off dropping that much weight as fast as they think they're going to be able to. But then there's other questions of, like, is that sustainable? But by making it about, well, why do you want to lose that weight? You, You're decoupling, like you said, the why, that emotional component, and the metric that they have arbitrarily associated with that they think is what will get them to where they're. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
2: Yeah. And that is probably, honestly, probably my biggest point or biggest thing that I get looked or I look at for people. um, Because that that also shows a little bit of dedication, too. Are they... You know, are they losing it for a significant other? Because um, that will drive them farther than anything else. Other than just like I want to
1: look better on the beach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's more to it than that. I, there's a yoga term, I think, for what we're talking about when you you know you decouple this this metric. This what Ryan is saying as you know emotional connection. I mean, it's essentially the same idea as okay. But what's what's your intention being here, right? And then guiding them because. To lose 45 pounds sounds like an intention, but it's not really helpful. And where I'm going with that is the reason yoga does it is it's a mindful practice. You're you're not just here to do yoga. You're here to do yoga for a reason. Now, remember what that reason is, right? And if you can separate that 45 pounds from the significant other or the child or whatever the reason that you you want to attain that goal is... Then you're—it's—it's it's a form of mindfulness to every day see at the top of your page that you're writing your stats on, the—the the actual reason that you're there, mm-hmm. not just the forty-five pounds, and then be looking at the scale every day, going, oh, this isn't going fast enough. I hate it. <laughs> uh,
2: it My depending on where you look, mindfulness is definitely taking a little bit more of a kind of in a, a forefront to some of the the training principles, I think. Um, one of the guys that I follow strongly, um, that's one of the things that he does with his athletes and this is going back to CrossFit, but he, I mean, he has produced some of the best athletes that has touched this sport, if you will. And the very first thing that they do, um, is they, he has, yeah. And he has them lay down and like, he does this breathing technique and he sits there and breathes and they have to think about why are they there? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. And kind of, the practicing mindfulness really is what it is. Um, I mean, he brought me back. He brought me to a book called, it's called The Mindful Athlete. And that's kind of the whole, a big concept of it is mindfulness of training of the mm-hmm. why are you doing this and where are you going? Where do you want to go from here? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I do with some of my clients too, especially the ones that if they don't have a strong why, but it's, it's there, they just haven't quite found it yet. Um, I have them do that first five minutes when they get there usually before we even start it's lay down chill out then we have a dark room in our gym and I'm like sit there breathe and think about it and then let's get going I think that's awesome it makes a difference surprisingly yeah. enough like for the common exerciser it mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't come into play in any capacity because they don't really think about the mental component of yeah. exercise fitness and goals it it makes a big difference
0: yeah I mean it's mindfulness is kind of like a it's an abstract thought pattern that you put yourself into it. It's, and it's, it's like this, uh, I think people are recognizing the value of applying that to absolutely everything that you do, right? Like any time in your life, if you're not doing something purposefully, you're probably just zoned out and wasting your time and whatever you're doing, you're probably not doing it very well. Yeah, for sure. To, uh, to see that getting applied in so many places, Uh, especially in fitness because it I feel like for a lot of people the exposure from that has come from something like uh, a yogic space Um, and to to see and feel that applied in something that seems to a lot of people to be like the opposite type of workout like doing an olympic deadlift is not typically on the list of something that a typical yogi wants to do but it's it's kind of the same stuff you know it's it's all interconnected in some capacity you know it fitness
2: isn't just, uh, you know, squatting down and standing up. There's so much more to it. And I think the more, the more people start to accept that there's many layers to it all that, Mm -hmm. that will, you know, better your, better your practice, if you will. Um, I mean, realistically, when I go in and I do my training, I'm practicing, I'm practicing Mm -hmm. something. I'm practicing my category of fitness, if you will. And being mindful about it really puts me puts me in the place that I need to to keep going, not necessarily stop and give up because that little devil on my shoulder talks to me
1: often. <laughs> the 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 devil, the like the poor form devil or the eat a donut <laughs> devil.
2: <laughs> Very much so. The uh, stop what you're doing. Donuts are way better than this devil. Yeah.
0: Carpe used to eat donuts before the workout. That was his trick. It's get that not, get it's, that devil out of the way. It's and not that. wrong. <laughs> That's also not wrong. <laughs> Donut sandwich. So I I've, I've, I've had a question kind of brewing in my head as we've been chatting about this and I think it's it's an interesting one that I didn't realize I've been having this conversation with people. Uh, what I'm gonna say it vaguely but then kind of qualify it a little bit. What is like fit enough? And what I mean is I guess it seems like most like the the fundamental, driving concept behind all sports and all athleticism is be the best outperform everyone else be the fastest jump the highest score the most points have the biggest muscles lift the biggest weights uh stand on your head even just outperform yourself right like this idea of improvement this is the thing
1: that i sort of deal with in in my my fitness life because i feel like i'm pretty fit and so i end up Mm -hmm. coming up with things to do like races Partially to measure, but also like, so I have something to do because right. I guess I'm stuck on this idea of like, I still need to improve, but I don't you need to be better.
0: I don't really need to lift much heavier I than I healthier. do. Yeah. Yeah. There, what is there's That's I've, ne, I've never like, had this thought before, but yeah, is there like, is button. there a way to quantify like what we should all be shooting for? And after that, it's awesome if you want to continue and become a world-class athlete in your sport but is there a point where like hey i've reached this point where i can just maintain this level of fitness and i should feel fucking awesome that i got here and i know that my heart is healthy and i know that my i'm eating the right amount of sugars and fats and proteins and my body's as strong as it should be for like a person who just wants to be fit and healthy and not get injured
2: yeah i mean i don't i don't know that there's a uh a a definite like you should be able to do this in this amount of time for say like I think the average gym goer um or average CrossFit person or whatever um, it's it's a day in life kind of concept of can I you know if you're if kids can I go and play with my kids run around and be okay um, mm-hmm. not hurt myself can I play with them whatever can I go hiking on the weekends with my friends and it's not a big deal i have you know friends are in town on vacation can i go ride a bike with them like i think that is a good quantifier of it um mm-hmm. at least i guess in my opinion of your level of fitness and that if you want to delve deeper into that you know if you have a sport specific that might be where then things change and you have mm-hmm. a little more ambition in some capacity um but I think the day in life is the big one. And that's what I deal with a lot mostly is yeah, I want to be able to just be a better liver of this world. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that's a cool That's a cool way that you put that. Because I can picture almost uh, someone comes in and they're like, hey, I, I'm not as healthy as I want to be. I want to lose some weight. And when you dig a little deeper to see what they want to do, you could almost start to list stuff like that. Be like, hey, I want to go for walks with my wife after dinner. I, we want to go for a two-mile walk and I don't want to feel winded and worn out afterwards. Or... Hey, I want to go for bike rides. I want to run around with my kids. I want to be able to run to the park that's four blocks away and feel good. Like there's a whole host of things that you could start to list and then people could kind of check off these like mini games and they're just life games. They're just like day in the life of, I like that the way you put that.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, for like for me, for example, like, yeah, I, I compete, but one of the things that I really, I kind of like about where I'm at in my level of fitness is it allots me to just, one of my friends just calls it play hmm. and it's it's perfect, um, and he really comes from that idea of, like, I mean, he likes to go out to, like, the beach and does, like, slacklining or goes down to, the like, Santa Monica, and there's the rings that you can play on or something, and he can do that, and he can mess around, and he's not going to, like, hurt himself, but he can have fun doing it, and it's not going to be something where he's done playing, and then he's tired, and that's it for the day. He can kind of mm-hmm. rest, recoup, recover, do it again, and just have fun.
1: I think a really interesting space where you see this with CrossFit is when you hear uh, women talk about their sort of like CrossFit journey or transformation, or I feel silly saying those words because I feel like they've been co-opted by fitness magazines. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It just buzzwords out the ass. But like when you talk to, you know, I mean, even Emily, my wife, like they frequently end up talking in terms of like, I can carry my kid for longer or... and. I bring up women just because I think culturally it's not as, I think there's more social and cultural pressure for us against women being strong. And so mm-hmm. when I hear women talk about their CrossFit sort of transformations, it's them attaining things that I, because I've worked out and lifted my whole life, have never really considered as a thing that's like, oh yeah, I, it would suck to not be able to do that. And usually it has to do with like just picking up groceries or something, right? Right. Picking up a box and I didn't have to ask for help. And it's like, man, it sucks that culturally you're deprived of, of, of <laughs> form of fitness, you know, that, that lets you feel like, Oh yeah, I could pick that up. Like I really, really interested. Right. I have, I have a good example for, I have two good examples
2: for that. I mean, one, my, my girlfriend, I mean, she's five foot, a hundred pounds. She's a tiny person. Uh, But when we moved, I mean, she was ecstatic in herself that we moved, we essentially moved by ourselves, just me and her. And she helped me carry a couch almost all the way up these like three flights of stairs eventually just got stuck and we needed other people to help. So there was no point that, (laughs) Uh, but she was like super proud of that. And awesome. You know, coming from the same thing, like Adam said, like just being in fitness my entire life, like that has never been a thing that I've ever had to conquer. Mm hmm. Um, as well as there is a older lady at the gym that I work with and her amazement came from when she went to go pick something up and she kind of stumbled and was able to move her foot quick enough to stop herself from falling over. Hmm. And I had to almost like sit, take a step back and like (laughs) rationalize that idea in my mind of like, that's a real struggle that some people have to go through. Yeah. That's incredible. And it's, you know, because of her newfound fitness journey. Yeah.
0: And that, that second one actually is a struggle that we all have to go through at some point. Oh, and sure. so it's something that would never cross your mind as as like a 30-something guy who's been fit his whole life. But when you get to 50, you're going to start stumbling sometimes or 60 or 70 or whatever. That's an interesting one. Uh, I feel like I derailed it from where we
1: were going in terms of the uh, the healthy enough idea, right? Like, I think what I, know, I appreciate about the original idea of CrossFit with this, you know, mm-hmm. modalities and weights and whatever, all that stuff that you can rattle off. Cause you had to take a test on it. <laughs> um, like it, that does sound like the idea of fitness, like to just be able to do stuff like yeah. just to go like, Oh yeah, I'll swing on those rings and not have your shoulder, you know, explode. Um, <laughs> You know, to like to kind of like to be able to hang on things and swing on things and jump off things and roll around on things like it's a lot fewer things to do with your body. Right. Well, it's interesting that you phrase it as like, should I be able to run a mile in a certain amount of time at a certain heart rate? And I mean, it's like the real answer is I can't I can't tell you what that answer is. Yeah, because that's just a proxy. We need to do some tests and see how you feel. And then we can give you your version of that question, but there's no like universal answer, which is why it gets tricky when you're talking about Fitbits because they're tracking this activity
0: metric and the real answer for what's right for you is going to be different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I really like where you went with that, Ryan, as soon as I said, like metrics, like time and heart rate, like who cares about time and heart rate, right? I mean, there's, I guess there's, there's also like the longer term health benefits. Like, am I going to have a heart attack? because my heart's not healthy, but my honest feeling with that is that that's almost outside of your control. Like at a certain level of fitness, like you're just going to have a heart attack because you're, it's bad luck or you have, there's something wrong, fundamentally wrong with your heart at some level, unfortunately, but like at a certain level of fitness, it should just be, what do you want to do? What do you want to be able to do and feel good about? And how do you want to feel throughout the day? Um, and I guess I asked that question about, is there fit enough? Because, um, i talk about this a lot with my fiance we're both we're both really really active really fit she's a yoga instructor and we do all kinds of activities together and we're constantly trying to like tweak diets and fitness and sleep schedules and and like sometimes i'm just like geez, we what the hell is wrong with us like we're so healthy and happy like we could be putting all this energy into something else at some point um i feel like a lot of people uh in our circle have that problem. But at the same time, as I'm having this conversation, I'm realizing a lot of people that you probably work with Brian are people who aren't fit all the time, which is probably more a much larger slice of the population. It's people who want to find motivation to be active. They want to find how can I play and how can I turn this, this thing called fitness into play for them? Um, which is probably a much more useful thing to discuss. Um, so going back to like healthy enough, uh,
2: you know, play play on that word of enough, like enough of what, I think mm-hmm. is kind of, if you got to break it down a little bit more, you know, is it, you know, even going farther back to where we were talking about of like, is it healthy enough to go play with your kids? Is it healthy enough to go hiking? Is it healthy enough to go do yoga with your fiance? Um, I think it depends on the specificity of what it is that you're looking for, um, and that will determine... Where your level is at, you know. If I mean, for the, we'll say for the average, you know, forty-year-old person that comes walking into our gym, you know, they're not trying to compete. That's not a goal of theirs. Theirs is just to live life and be able to move through it freely without pain and without suffering through it like they're going through a workout. And you know, that's their motivation when they're going through those workouts is to keep in mind like this is going to help me live my life better and that's like a motivation to then keep moving
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i think an interesting question that used to come up for me when i was working as a trainer i think it relates to healthy enough but it's phrased differently out of a client who you know is paying to paying you and coming to you regularly the question is when can i stop doing this <laughs> it's costing me money right And it's a tough one because fitness is a forever thing. If you stop doing it, it just goes away. So it has to be maintained. But then there's also this idea of, well, I want to get better and I want to improve. And so you want to track the numbers like we were talking about, and you want those numbers to improve. And then so you sort of have this like sub metric of improvement, right? There's my weight and there's how much weight I lost. And that improvement metric, when you start caring about there was improvement, which you have to in order to continue to improve. Then eventually you hit a point, but if you're obsessed with this improvement metric, then you're going, well, I, I've hit the weight that I want, but now I'm not improving. It's like, well, no, but because you hit this, this thing. And so I, I think that's on the tip of my mind because of because I broke my leg in August. And so I had this sort of journey of of rehab that was very much about like i just want to get to this point where i can run and it's not lopsided and then i got there and it was cool because i was like cool uh i'm i'm back to normal i can just do stuff and i didn't still have to have this thing of like i gotta keep doing the leg exercises because it's not quite right (laughs) um people's goals are
2: you know malleable and changing um an old client of mine uh, when we first started he was a marathon runner And when we first started, he was like, I want to get comfortable in a gym. I've never been in here. This thing scares the shit out of me. (laughs) Um, And so we started lifting and it was just to get him comfortable with it. Eventually we got to a point where he wanted to lose some weight. And so, cause he was going on vacation. So that was, that was our thing. He came back from vacation and he had this thing in his mindset where he was like, I want to lift over a thousand pounds (laughs) between a squat, a deadlift and a bench press. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? And he was like, I don't know. I just want to do it. And so we were like, all right, that's, that's our next endeavor. Um, you know, and I, I, me leaving kind of going back to Adam where he was saying, you know, when does it end? It doesn't. And so for him, it was just continuing being comfortable in a gym and being able to just keep lifting. And it's changed again. He wants to go back to running again. So now he's back to training for marathons. Like Hmm. it's, I don't, I don't think fitness is a, uh is a clear point in time, Mm -hmm. but a, a journey of different concepts that you want to try and like achieve Mm -hmm. or go for You know,
1: I love that. I love what you just said. Well, and that's the problem with the idea of healthy enough, right? It's like healthy enough implies a finish line or like a finite state where it's like, bam, got it. I'm done. And the hard thing as a trainer is to make people realize like it's, it's not, I have to, and this is part of why I got out of it. Cause this is the part that, that you guys handle admirably. And I couldn't do <laughs> is like you, you have to not just help them lose the 45 pounds, but it has to be in a sustainable way. So it becomes, mm-hmm. it's, 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 if you're really good at your job, it's behavioral modification. It's not just, you come to me every day. I give you tasks, you attain your goal. Mm-hmm. like it, and, and, this is a place where Ryan is, is very effective. And I think gets to why I was like, you got to be on the podcast. Having watched Ryan work with clients and having talked to Ryan a ton, like y- you understand that it's this thing of like, well, if you can't one day go and have a, uh, a different attitude about fitness because of your experience with me, then I'm not doing my job.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, I, it very much is behavioral changes and in, I'm probably the weirdest trainer in the sense of, I tell all of my clients that I train to them not have to train with me anymore. And at the end of the day, it's them deciding if they want to keep working with me or not. Mm -hmm. Usually it is. So apparently I'm doing something right. (laughs) Um, But that, that is kind of like a goal of mine is I want you to not need me. Um, so that way, you know what to do and you can figure it out for yourself to some capacity, you know, (laughs) mindset. It's it's weird because it affects my pocket if you want to think about it in that way. But usually people stay with me. I mean, I
0: imagine a client that works with you to the point where they have the realization that they, they all of a sudden can do all these tremendous things on their own. Their initial reaction probably is more like, wow, I've got to stick with this guy. I can't believe the changes he just, uh, inflicted in me. You know, Inflicted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you in our episode in the last episode, you were talking about yoga at one point, and you said this yogic mindset of mindfulness has infected everything else. Infested. That's what you said. Has infested oh, everything
0: words else that I do. And yeah. a really great use of a very harsh word. <laughs> yeah. I meant that in a positive way. Right. But that word tends to have a negative connotation to it. Um, <laughs> but it's one of the things that I I've, I've see
1: CrossFit being very effective with. And I don't mean see, like, here's where I see CrossFit going. Like, I, I see it at the gym. It's I, – I haven't – yoga and CrossFit are the single two most effective modalities for fitness that I've seen in terms of people – Getting to a place where it's not about the workout; it's it's about a lifestyle, um, which I think is is partially the community thing that you were talking about earlier. It's not fitness; it's life. But it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, it's, and it's and it's hard because it gets to that place of like, oh, uh, they're all just cults.
0: Um, it's okay though. No. But yeah, uh, yeah. Exa- well, I mean that's a it's a great it's a great point. I mean, CrossFit <cult>. very clearly <laughs> breeds uh like a a very tight knit community um and i mean you see that just being on facebook and seeing friends that do those sorts of workouts go anyone who like works out in groups uh continuously like it's a super challenging and super rewarding activity and so i think you just bond with people really tightly and you get the same thing with yoga um uh for a lot of the same reasons i mean it's it's all it's all the same kind of stuff and so any any fitness like older traditional uh those aren't the right words like the older mindset on fitness was like go to the gym and ride a bike or go to the gym and lift some weights by yourself like go do some sit-ups maybe you hire a personal chores. trainer but here's a list the, of chores to do yeah and Then you can be you, then you are quote fit yeah here are body chores right <laughs> um yeah and now there's the the grander sense of community that's coming into everything which um is a weird place to go for a lot of people. And I think they respond to it. Kirp, like you said, is like cults because there've always been these cult workouts, but um, I think they're less pop culture now. And they're more like grounded in wiser fitness models.
2: The, The group mindset works, you know, it's one thing that's interesting. And I think it would, it parallels very well with yoga is everyone is experiencing the same thing. So I can travel to a place in the world that I've never been to with people I don't know or don't even speak the same language, and I can do a, a CrossFit workout, for example, or probably yoga for this matter too. And we've experienced the same things, both home and away, that kind of binds us in that in that mm-hmm. capacity of that community. Like mm-hmm. uh, when I was in Italy, I dropped into a gym. Uh, I mean, I speak Italian, but I didn't at that co- at that spot, and pretty much nonverbal cues the entire time but we did the same thing we all high-fived and was like hell yeah we Mm -hmm. did it like good job and you know we've all been through that similar process that similar pain if you will for the workouts um which is motivating right you have a bunch of people in a room that do the same thing like you're gonna root each other on
1: yeah it's probably why athletes gravitate toward it too because that's very much the experience of being on a team Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, that i think a lot it, of people miss out on because of how we're introduced to team sports
0: to really neat that you or mentioned uh being able to go and participate in these activities without speaking the same language um but yet still communicate right i mean you can gesture at the workouts you know the routines that people are going to do you high five at the right times like even if you're not talking in your spoken language like there and that's that's the essence of a lot of sports specifically, but I think a cool thing about uh, CrossFit is that it is a sport. Like a lot of people think of it as a gym, but it's become it's become like an activity where people compete and they train for it, um, which is kind of the same thing that goes on with yoga. You know, that you there are gurus that you go and meet with, and you get books and you train on these specific things. Um, what would be a high five at the wrong time? <laughs> a, s- a slap, drop uh, the bar when, on your face. Boom, boom, just be when like your a... foot slips off a rubber band, one of those bands, and smacks you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fun nickel, man.
0: Uh, There's some interesting philosophical pieces we're getting to here. Um, one of them that I was thinking about while we were chatting, like five or ten minutes ago, was the difference between uh, fitness and health. Um, and like, cause I, I keep kind of mixing up my questions here as I'm throwing stuff out at you guys. There's, there are two, there's like the, do you want to be fit so you can do stuff or do you want to be fit so you like live longer? And they're very different things like measuring your heart rate, for instance, maybe is more of a representation of how healthy is my heart. Am I going to have a heart attack? Whereas measuring Uh, your sprint time is more representative of like an activity you want to be good at. Um, and maybe that needs to be more clearly differentiated for people to think about those two things separately.
2: I think they kind of fall into the same continuum. You know, if you were to put an overlay of, uh, heart health or that's a bad one, let's say cardiovascular, just say like, Mm -hmm. that's our blanket term. Now, if you're going to go to like a health route, that would just be, you know, say LDL, you know, cholesterol levels with that, and then is your heart rate in a normal or at least a a healthy spot? Mm -hmm. And then, if you wanted to go a little bit farther down into say like a sport world or a like a competitive or fitness world, that would then fall into um, is my heart rate at a certain rate when I do this x ex- exercise um so i think they're one and the same that fall into each other the i think it's just the application mm-hmm. will determine whether what you're trying to achieve if it's just health or if it's fitness mm-hmm. but yet they're they kind of do the same thing
0: yeah some capacity yet your mindset coming in and how you look at it i guess well it, to me it seems like the differentiators maybe
1: like health or at least maybe the, the way to look at it should be at least like health is sort of the realm of doctors, right? Like what's this baseline for how the body should be able to act or optimally perform so that it can do basic biological functions, you know, without impedance or, however you want to say it right whereas fitness is more about happiness right so it's fitness is, is more of the territory of like yogis and brain doctors and and i don't mean like neurosurgeons i mean i i backed away at the last second from saying shrinks cuz i know they don't like that term um. <laughs> My brain doctors was not a suitable (laughs) repair. Them thinker workers. (laughs) Right. But you see where I'm going with that? Where it's more like, okay, to attain health is to be within a certain range that medicine has spent a lot of time figuring out is like, okay, you probably won't die early based on the science we have. You shouldn't have a certain subset of problems based on the science that we have. Like, all that kind of stuff, right? And that's, mm-hmm. if you get to a point where you're not doing anything or, or behaving in a certain way that is increasing the risk of a certain number of things, then you're healthy. Past that, the other thing you're chasing is, if you want to also be fit, then you've got to chase the stuff that Ryan talks about working with his clients on, which is, like, why do you want to be able to do this thing? Healthy includes those aspects of happiness and, and fitness and whatever. But I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm trying to split off that idea of f- fitness and happiness from this idea of health. Health includes mental health, includes all these things that are attached to these other things, which sort of decouples them from a certain subset of science that, that just can't go along with the conversation about quote health if you're trying to tell me that there is health to be found, having seventy percent of your body weight at four hundred pounds be made up of fatty tissue that is needs to have veins running through it and is a is, is taxing your system, like it's great if you're really happy, but you can't take it. You can't, you can't decouple that from the conversation about that, not being healthy. And when you use the well, term health for both things, now you're like, I'm chasing this. Cause I, was, I think
0: it's that engineering space, right? Like, do you think that the real end goal, or I'm just going to, I'm going to make a statement <laughs> and see what you guys think. <laughs> the actual end goal of all fitness for everyone on earth is to feel happy, is to be happier, And so if, if that is the goal of fitness, then that drastically changes kind of what level of fitness you need to achieve. Cause someone who doesn't ever go to the gym or ever get up off the couch could argue that they're happy and then they've achieved their level the appropriate level of fitness.
1: (laughs) Yeah. but so that's what i'm saying right so if, if you if it is just about happiness then it's not necessarily the realm of doctors and we need another term for what doctors are in charge of cuz ostensibly that's health like what are doctors in charge of if health is just about happiness
0: doctors are just in charge of chemistry <laughs> <laughs> they measure they measure chemicals and then they give you chemicals and it adjusts the rate the rates of consumption the types of chemicals you produce biochemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah, that's, that is essentially oh, what's to you, <laughs> that's essentially what's going on. I mean, there's, there is a lot of that can go into that. I think with, with health, that is really, but that is what doctors do if, and I think with health, if you want to think about it, it is just, if you were to look at the human body as an organism and nothing else to it, just how does it function? And the doctor would be the person that would determine, you know, kind of what Adam was talking about with these like scientific baselines that this is where you should be. You're not, you need to get there to be healthy and whether or not that equates to happiness is a whole different Mm. thing. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't know necessarily that uh, for some instances like health and happiness, necessarily have to correlate because i know some people who are not healthy and thoroughly enjoy their lives (laughs) um but maybe it would if they were a little bit better it is subjective you're you're 100 right i you know happiness is a subjective term if you were to look at you know what that is to you you know yeah i can do a whole lot
0: more physically than what they can but does that make me happier what's really interesting about what you're doing Kerp and the the desire to get to this this dogmatic aspect of fitness it's very easy to look at someone who is very overweight and doesn't work out and tell them what to do to make their lives better to make themselves healthier to get stronger or skinny or whatever the place where it starts to become annoying is when the person that you're staring down at the gym looks just like you He's also six feet tall. He also deadlifts 200 pounds and he says, no, I don't eat peanuts. And you say, I only eat almonds. And you get into this this like real specific argument um, about like the diet you're on or the, 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 spe- the minutia of your li- weightlifting um, and it's this like very personal attachment to it. And I think it probably comes back to what we were just talking about where you're People are often doing this stuff to make themselves happy. And so if you are if you think of yourself as fit and healthy, which I think probably all three of us do a lot of the time. I certainly have days when I feel like an idiot, but uh, I feel healthy and fit and I feel happy about it. And so when someone tries to correct behavior of mine, I get very defensive. It's like, whoa, I'm already happy, man. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do to be happy. Like, you're going to make me unhappy. Don't tell me what to do to be happier. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe that's the root of some of the the like the the deeply dogmatic arguments that come up around health and fitness.
2: Well, it's it's very personal too, right? Like it, it is it's you or me, for example. So when it comes to health, fitness, happiness, that's my own personal thing of like my own accord of my own doing. Uh it you know really it is me 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 and then you have someone else's come and be like everything you're doing is wrong <laughs> like, well am I
1: is it it's and it's really hard in the face of that to do what I am constantly doing which is just going well I'm good it works for me and I think I think the real engineering moral place to go with it is probably <laughs> if it's all if it's all about happiness like you were saying anyway and the difficult dogmatic piece just comes from other people wanting you to be happy and thinking that they know the answer like that's actually not such a bad thing and then it even gets into this engineering thing of like of of everything being connected in this weird way that is is greater than just you know that we're standing in the same room or whatever right like that the fact that the community aspect is so effective, unfortunately drives that dogmatic element. But also, like, it's, it's just a community of happiness. And so you shouldn't hate on it. But also to the people in those communities, don't let the fact of the community alienate other people. Because remember that the whole point is just, this makes me happy and you should know about it too. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's about trying, you know, I think
2: for me, it's, it's try different things. You know, if, uh, you know, going back to happiness, if yoga is the thing that makes you happy, like do it. If it's CrossFit's the thing that makes you happy, do it. If you think it's going to make you happy, give it a whirl. If you hate it, don't do it anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like don't let other people, other people's necessary opinions on what is good and what isn't good deter you from trying the things that could potentially be what leads you down a path of, you know, enlightenment, if you will, of whatever that might be.
0: There was a, uh, Adam, you sent out a video, I think to both of us that I watched right before this, that didn't really say a lot, except right at the end, there was a moral that I thought was good that always jives with me. Um, and, uh, the, the moral was just, uh, I, the person was, Saying, hey, of of all my years of being fit and active and running marathons and doing this and that, the one constant that boils down, the one truth, the one, uh, like, the source of the fountain of youth is just hard work. Just find activities that you enjoy, go out and do them and work hard and you'll you'll be healthy and fit and happy. And if you're, like, try things. And if you're not
1: doing anything and you're unhappy, just try something. It doesn't even have Mm -hmm. to be part of a fitness conversation. Play Play some some video games. games. Talk Talk to some people. Buy a dog. dog. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Buy a dog.
2: (laughs) Adopt. Everyone adopt. Adopt Adopt. Adopt a dog. (laughs) But going, like, when you're talking about, um, you know, doing things that are, like, happy that, you know, um, whatever it is that you say – will bring you if you're looking for happiness or for the sake of this conversation, if you're looking for health or fitness, kind of going back to what I said earlier, find that emotional why, you know, if you can find to a root cause of why you're trying to do something that will lead you to all of the paths that you're trying to achieve, it'll give you the happiness that you want, because you're achieving what is really deep down to you. Same thing with fitness and same thing with health. It'll motivate you and it'll help guide your direction to stay on course to whatever it is that you're trying to do.
1: So I think that's good <laughs> for getting out of here. I think, you know, if you're listening, hit us on on all of our socials and or email us at hello at engineering podcast. Uh, you know, like we want to keep bringing guys like Ryan and Ryan back in again. Um, well, we want to know what your questions are around this stuff. You know, like we, it's, it's like I was just talking about, it's that struggle to be uh, objective in a subjective world, right? Like I, I struggle to give out health advice because I want to exist one step back from the fact that all I really know is what works for me. I love it though, man.
2: (laughs) I love like, I, I get so much hate on Facebook and I'm aware of it. (laughs) because i'll I'll put up these you know i I use the term inflammatory but that's kind of what they are but it strikes up a conversation in some some way where people will then hopefully talk about why they think that's wrong why they think that's right or what has worked for them and it leads down a different hole of understanding hopefully i mean I, i personally don't like the uh I don't like people just accepting answers. I want people to ask questions and dig yeah. deeper into why they're doing stuff or why they think this is right or wrong.
0: If your comments aren't polarizing on a topic, then they're probably not worth sharing. Because it <laughs> means you're just saying something everyone's already heard. But go, go to, go to Z Engineering Pod
1: on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and hit us with your polarizing comments about fitness, so we can, so we can cue <laughs> up the next round of this stuff um otherwise thanks thanks. for hanging out for another one special thanks to our backers on patreon yeah
0: special thanks to you ryan thanks for coming right hanging out
2: yeah thanks for having me, man it's it's a lot of fun i love uh i love sharing my some depths of knowledge that i have whether it's right or wrong
0: (laughs) absolutely we appreciate it really nice to meet you as long as we're talking so i'm adam i'm brian i'm ryan and you are the listeners have a great happy night Right, it's not like there's anything wrong with steroids.